Well, hello again, everyone. This is Chris Joslin, your host for another edition of The Chris Joslin Show, coming to you today with a very special guest, Mr. Roger Carrillo, the Chief Growth Officer of a company called Run Rail, really diving into the asset equipment side of the rail intermodal business. Today, we are sponsored by Orion Solutions Group, a company of experts placing experts, not just in the transportation logistics industry, but the accounting special projects and beyond. Don't waste any more time trying to find the perfect fit for your team. Trust Orion Solutions Group to help you make the best hiring decisions for your business. Experts placing experts is what you want to remember. Orion Solutions Group. Welcome, Roger, to this episode of the job, Chris Joslin Show. It's a, just a pleasure having you here today. And I really want to jump in and really talk about not just some of your history in the transportation logistics industry, but what you're doing today, because it's very interesting. This whole run rail, run ink, run logistics, all this run stuff, right? <laughs> Me, I'm old enough now where I just want to walk. <laughs> you sound like you want to run. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a long time, and uh, I'm glad that we're, we're here and uh, to share our our input and our experiences. Yeah, um, yeah, we are. We are. Uh, I am on on the way to run. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but you know, like I stated earlier in our conversation prior to this, you know, we're grandpas in this business, oh. and you know, these young kids are coming up and uh, taking over. But you know, there's still a spot for people like you and I in this yeah. business because of our knowledge and what we have experienced and what we have done in the, in the years that we've been in this business. Yeah. And it's been a good business, it trust has. me. Uh, uh, you know, to think that a kid from San Angelo, Texas, you know, being raised by his older brother, being in a position where I'm at today in this industry is uh, incredible. Now I do want my children to do it differently, mm -hmm. which one of my kids is involved now in the logistics side of it. So you're getting into the whole second generation side. Second things, generation. Right? He chose to you do didn't, it. You didn't warn him off of this. I industry, tried. Huh? I tried to warn him off. I tried oh. to get him to go to college and all that stuff. But he's actually on with uh, a, a very large uh, brokerage and uh, he's doing well. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, the experiences that I have have had and you have had in this business has been a memory still last me of two lifetimes I'll tell you that well i gotta i gotta tell you a quick story because i remember uh, i remember back in the day when we both worked for the same company years and years and years ago and even before that when i first started out i was a young guy out trying to you know sell intermodal marketing services and all that kind of thing and i went to a lunch that i was invited to as kind of the newbie and i was sitting there watching all these other people that were all our current age, probably younger, but they looked older. No offense, anybody, but but uh, and and I remember turning to a guy that was sitting next to me about my same age, and I went, "If I am this old in this business, someday sitting around doing this, just shoot me, get me out of the way." I guess I've been in it too long. But the interesting thing about transportation is, once you're in it, it's very dynamic. There's so many different aspects to it. And I mean, I know your history has touched on like all but maybe two of the different 
fields of logistics. Yeah. So there's some real experience there. Yes. But this, this run thing that I mentioned a minute ago, that's a direction that you've been taking off on for how long now? A few years, right? A couple years. So uh, let me explain a little bit. Sure, run, run, Inc. Uh, run Inc. is the, the umbrella that our company runs under. We have uh, subdivisions of the company. Run Road Lines is our asset-based truckload division. We have reefer trucks, uh, trailers, and dry vans. 200 dry, about 250 dry vans in the fleet. We got about 80 drivers. Um, and that also covers our reefer side of the business. We have a warehouse division called Rack 3 that is a cold storage facility in Manteca, and we do an LTL consolidations out of that facility on, on uh, reefer, cold, not, uh, well, we're doing, we're doing uh, frozen mm -hmm. too, really, on LTL consolidations out of there. Um, and then the Run Rail, which is the new division, uh, what we did in the industry last year is we own quite a bit of equipment, um, brand new equipment, and we bought it at a low rate. Mm -hmm. And then the, the the pandemic took off, and then everything happened from for a reason for those trailers to be double the rate then. So even a used trailer was getting the double oh, the rate. Yeah. So Manny and Sonny, our 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 owners, mm -hmm. decided to go in and say, let's sell that equipment. So they sold at a high, bought at a low. They did the same thing with the tractors. Now you're we, talking about trailer equipment. Trailer equipment. Right? equipment. Okay. We had our own assets. We had purchased mm -hmm. those. Uh, so they went in and sold all that assets. And what they did is it went out to the lease program mm -hmm. on, our, on our other trailers gotcha. and our tractors. And we basically doubled the money that we paid for for those trailers. So that's what they decided to do last year. They, I mean, the year before, they called me in and said, hey, we want to go after some, we want to be in the IMC world. Um, I said, well, that's going to be kind of difficult. <laughs> First of all, we got to find the right people to do it. Number right. two, and we got to get equipment. Right. Um, so we hit that pretty good too. We had uh, 750 containers hit the hit the ocean uh, containers. I mean, the, the the ground. Let me take a step back if I can, because you said something a moment ago about how the pandemic really in the associative circumstances around that and what it did to the supply chain, yes. not just here, but worldwide kind of helped you guys decide the direction you were going to go. It, the timing is everything right in business. You, yes. you took advantage of certain aspects to sell high, buy low and sell high, right? Correct. Trust me, I've done the opposite many, too many times to count. So <laughs> well, I'm the very happy for you there. World's in a shakeup right now because it's the other way around now. Cycles, right? Cycles. And, mm -hmm. and I will tell you, Manny and Sonny made a brilliant call because when they called me in, mm -hmm. and it was in my Austin office, mm -hmm. uh, well, they called and said, hey, we're going to go ahead and pull the equipment. And we had a brokerage division that was utilizing those assets mm -hmm. as a carrier. And I said, like, you guys are going to do what in the middle of what peak? Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, it was a brilliant move. Probably made you go, what am I going to do now? Because you were utilizing those assets for a different division, right? A different, different, the broker's division. And so you had to supplant those assets with alternatives. Carriers. Yeah. Carriers. So it, it was, but it was a brilliant call. At, at the time, I said I had to question it, uh, of course, mm -hmm. uh, being this, the older gentleman in, yeah. the, in the room. I was like, what are you guys doing? You know, that kind of thing. But... You know, it turned out to be a pretty good so move. They, they came to you and said, "Hey, you're the wise one." <laughs> they you're, did. In other they, words, it's another they put it on a whiteboard. You know, they they <laughs> did this whiteboard stuff and all that. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" But yeah. 
they really came out and they we whiteboarded everything and that's how RunRail was created. It was it was so, so RunRail that part of it is only what a year old maybe? No, not even not that. even a year old. Not even a year old. It's been in so now no, you went after and got <laughs> rail container assets. Yes, we did. New ones and used or kind of all hundred percent built. Okay. Uh, for us. Now, did you get the chassis too, or are you going to ride on the pop? We're riding on the pop DCLI. Okay. Uh, right now is the agreement right now. Mm -hmm. uh, but the future, you know, is probably we'll end up getting our own chassis too. Yeah. So it depends on how everything works out. Uh, our model, just want to make sure to run a rail. Um, we're we're going to be a smaller IMC, ramp to ramp option for our target customer is going to be the, the IMCs. Um, they don't have uh, equipment. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll be able to probably, uh, be able to supply them equipment, mm -hmm. and then we're going after the brokerage business. Mm -hmm. um, smaller brokers that um, that can, can have customer base that allows them to be able to switch some of their modes from an over the road to a yeah. a rail option, especially if they have their own Dray network. Um, we notice a lot of uh, brokers in the industry changing and trying to create their own net network of bro uh, drage. Mm -hmm. uh, animal drayage and ocean drayage because of the way the, the pandemic hit them pretty hard on some of those things too. Sure. So if anybody's building that network as a small broker, we're going to be able to, that's one of our targets too. But the uh, smaller IMCs and the IMCs that don't have asset equipment. You know that. And we're running on the BNSF and the CP, by the way. So. Yeah, I, I, I assume because of the way BNSF has restructured who rides on them and would, that they're, I mean, they've, I think they've looked at their profitability model and said, hey, we want to run the track. Right. Everybody can come on board for particular rates and SPQs and things like that. But I think you made an interesting point about the brokerage side of this. Yes. Because that is, for, for whatever reason, a lot of times, and there are some very large brokers that use platforms and load boards and things like that, in some good technologies and have some success, some big ones like Coyote and, you know, XPO does that. And the, there's a lot of people that do some of that in a commodities kind of fashion. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of smaller brokers that want to convert some of their, their shipments from road to rail and have no options because they have no contact with the rail at all. Correct. So you're looking to fill that gap for them? We're going to fill that gap. That's one of the target uh, customer base mm -hmm. that we're, look, we're looking to get. And that's a good thing because that's my background. I can go to those, mm -hmm. cus uh, those smaller brokers because I know quite a few in the industry and build that network. But we, we still are going to be trying to get coyote because mm -hmm. they got the volume they got the the yeah. the uh uh the the opportunity uh, freight opportunities all over the country right That's, eventually we're going to be able to open that up to everybody so yeah um so our our niche is going to be those two two items and the the private box provider like us and that's what we're really doing providing a box mm -hmm. and a ramp to ramp rate mm -hmm. um they take it from there nowhere do we want to be a retailer so this is a wholesale-only program, at least to this point. To this point, yes. Yeah. Well, we don't have any intentions to quickly even change. Ramp to ramp, or you're offering a door to ramp wholesale ramp option? To ramp, just ramp to ramp. Only. Ramp to okay. ramp. That's terrific because I think there are a lot of people out there that want to be able to control the delivery and pickup end. Of Correct. Things, right. Correct. And so, so, and from what I read on your deck is that you're you're hooked up with Samsara, right? So yeah. that's what that was, the next point I was going to say. Yeah. You know, today's business, like we talk about us being grandpas, it's all about technology. Oh, yeah. It really is. Um, well, you got the, the, the tracking on the, on the train, no mm -hmm. doubt. We're, we're utilizing Bloom, mm -hmm. which is one of our partners. Okay. And it's, it's been a very good partnership to this point. But we took it a step further, put a GPS on every piece of our equipment, 
so they can track it from door to door. Independent of whoever's hauling it. Correct. Uh, Samsara and Bloom, my understanding, are in, in works trying to connect. Yeah. But if not, we're going to be able to give that small broker, that small IMC, door to door visibility. So Bloom is probably supplying your, your transportation management uh, system and reservation and tracking on the railroad, right? And rail billing. In the rail billing too? Yes. Okay. That's fantastic. Well, they're a growing company too, and they've done a great job with yeah, the res systems and exactly. things like that. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And then on the Samsara, we've always been partners on the asset truck side. So, so it was just automatically fit to, right. to put them on the containers too. Well, transparency in transportation has been lacking for as long as we've been in mm -hmm. that industry. So the technologies bridge that gap real well. But Correct. the problem has always been there's too many different types, right? Correct. So choosing a partner and running with it, running with it is exactly is, uh, is exactly what you should be doing for sure. And you know, and we and we think the the brand new equipment in, that we put in place with the tracking, with the technology that we're put to place, with the partnerships that we have, we go to market pretty strong mm -hmm. uh, from the standpoint of technology. Everybody's looking for that. Yeah. And then a nice piece of equipment uh, for them to load into. Uh, and then the the ability to for them to do all their rail billing reservations and everything through our system. So here's the tough question. Okay, you ready? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not that tough. You already know the answer to this, but you know having equipment is. You know, I've I've gone down this road a piece in my history as well. And it had some good success and then some some challenges as well. And the challenge always comes to your network balance. Correct. Right. You're you're, you're picking your lanes and you got to ping pong your equipment between those geographic lanes in a way that satisfies a particular turn rate because your partner, your underlying partner, the BNSF Railroad in this case, or the CP in this case, KCS did you say as well? Yep. Okay, KCS CP is together anyway. So, yeah. so, so you're actually, two questions, Mexico, Canada, US, all three? Yep. Okay. That, that's, actually, that's actually what we think is gonna be our strength. Okay. The, Canada, Mexico, and the domestic US mm -hmm. uh, because they're all interlined with with the CP, the KC integration that's right. going on there. And then we got the BNSF strength there too. Uh, I will t I will tell you what we've seen in the marketplace, mm -hmm. and I'm probably, that's probably what I could get to, is Snyder moved over to the UBA. SWIFT was last year. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's obviously gonna be some, some opportunities with what the exit of BNSF. So we took advantage of that. Mm -hmm. Then the, the EMP program that disappeared at the CP, we hit that right perfect time in two with the CP that said, hey, that allows to insert some of our profit boxes on your on your tr tracks and they're all for it. Um, so we think we hit the perfect timing. The, the, the thing that is not perfect time is that the economy is going in the wrong direction a little bit. But being seasoned vets, this is where I think we understand it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. It's all going to come back. Yeah. And when you say about your strengths of your networks and things like that, we're still building our network. Right. Thank God we got some uh, some owners and some people that have the ability to be able to ride that out. Right. Um, so yeah, well, we're going to have a lot of bumps and bruises. We're going to have a lot of bumps and bruises. You said seven hundred fifty containers, right? Yes. And probably a flex number of others available to you. I Thousand assume. available to us so within that, that, two weeks. That fills that gap depending Correct. on the, the partners you're working with, shipper and receiver wise. And those are already on the ground. The other thousands are already on the ground in the domestic US. Well the nice thing I mean seven fifty to some people out there it may look like a giant number. And at, you know the first few days of this it probably gonna feel like a giant number. It is. But <laughs> but it is a whole lot better than having 
hey, we're going to go all in with 5,000 boxes and da da then it's really hard to balance the network. So, well, we have some goals. Uh -huh. uh, the goals is to be at 2,000 by the end of this year. Mm -hmm. um, but that's probably not going to, it depends on how the economy goes. Sure. Um, but that probably, and we're in a position where we don't have to get there, but that is our goal. But our goal in five years is to be at 10,000 containers. Wow, fantastic. So that, that's our goal. So yeah, yeah, those are some nice, big large, numbers. Yeah. But those are some numbers that, come on, Chris, we've yeah. been at it for years. You heard it here first. Five, no, 10,000. 10,000. 10, yeah. Within the next few uh, years. And yeah. if we build the network correctly, we have we built the talent around it, which we're, we're aggressively uh, mm -hmm. trying to find talent across, mm -hmm. across the country to be able to build this network. Sure. Um, we think we can do it. I think we got the right team. The, the, the interesting right part of, for me about what you're talking about is you're not just ex trying to exploit the idea of the need for equipment that came out of the last few years. And there yep. are a lot of companies that are looking to be just a niche to do only that. While that's interesting and could be a core competency for them, you guys, you mentioned you have warehousing, Rack 2, I think. Rack 3. It? Rack 3. And, and by the way, that warehouse has uh, 11 acres of yard mm -hmm. space. And our operation was, we just remodeled the whole facility. We also have our truckload operations there. Mm -hmm. We butt up against the UP yard in Manteca, California. That's fantastic. Now, yeah. the BNSF's a few miles down from there. Right, right. But, uh, still. So, so that's a very convenient way to do it. Yeah. For sure. It, yes. And but that's where I was going to get to because I, I, I know how these balance things can be tricky. And, you know, chassis are one thing because that's a whole different uh, whole challenge different. entirely and it's getting more expensive by the day. Yes. So getting yard space and lift capabilities and maybe some of your own chassis. I mean, there's some complexity operationally to this. And I, I know you have some good operations people aboard. You know, it's, it's funny. I, I, I posted something on LinkedIn the other day about, you know, a lot of people get the itch to go and be entrepreneurial. But my, my quote on there was, if you get the itch, you better have the scratch, you know, in other words, the money to make it happen. Correct. And I've noticed in the logistics industry, especially over the last three, four years, maybe five, there's there there was a significant amount of consolidation going on at some of the top level companies grabbing smaller companies, which still. tells you they didn't have the finances to do what they wanted themselves, or they were getting like us old enough where they may have wanted to get out. I don't know. Yes. But having finance people, I mean, people that were embedded in that kind of industry for years and years start to turn and look at the 3PL logistics industry and all its components as a viable way to utilize their their financial assets is a change from when you and I were younger in this business. Correct. And that's the kind of backing you have, right? Yes, we do. And, and you know, I, I sit here and I talk about Manny and Sonny. Mm -hmm. They're brilliant at the numbers mm -hmm. and they're, they're, they're looking towards 20 years mm -hmm. and we're trying to look at five, 10 years from a standpoint of how we get there. Mm -hmm. um, they're always trying to figure out, Hey, we got to finance this. We got to do this. We got to do this. Uh, and they're only 38 and 40 years old. Gotcha. So they're so pretty. have the combination of old, wisdom. Old grandpa here. I didn't say old. I said wisdom. <laughs> wisdom and the energy of youth. Going yes. Out, right. Yes. That is great. And, and you know me, I'm pretty excited about what I do any, every day. Anyway, I get up 110 miles an hour, drive my wife crazy in the morning. Uh, but <laughs> that passion and that energy is at the same level with our senior team. Mm -hmm. um, we're up late 
we're up early and we're working it. And not just with customers, with vendors, partners, mm-hmm. um, friends, mm-hmm. you know, who can help, you know, right. as yourself. Uh, we, we, we're reaching out to everybody. So I, the umbrella that I built over the 35 years in this business, you know, I'm reaching out to everybody. Sure. And it's even deeper than I've ever thought I would have to reach out to. Well, I, th- I think that's necessary today. Oh, yeah. It and, is. and especially when you see a softening in the economy, it's uh, softening in the, the – because we talk about networks and balance. There's your own companies Correct. and your own assets you're trying to balance, but there's also a more holistic way to look at that. And as things get thrown out of balance, especially in a country like North America that has a really, as much as people complain about the transportation infrastructure, it's better than anywhere else. And even even here, the large players are thrown out of balance. So the game is always to play with the pricing. Correct. Uh, there's always a service component, certainly, but the Correct. game is to play with the pricing. So from your standpoint, with the experience you have sitting looking at these cycles over time, because we've seen them before, mm-hmm. Where do you see, I, I know where you're trying to get your company in the next five years, but where do you see some of the volatility in our industry over the next two, three, four, five years? Where do you see that coming? Now, we focused on intermodal, so go ahead and hit that if you want, but in general. In general, you know, over the the years that we've been in business, we've seen it. Nine, remember 9-11 hit, and it was, I mean, it really dropped off, and then it recovered. Mm-hmm. I, I see we're not going to have big dip like that everybody's thinking we're going to do it we're still doing very well from Mm -hmm. in my opinion on the domestic side yeah numbers are dropping um people are getting back to normal Mm -hmm. the tech world's taking some big hits right now because Mm -hmm. everything was pre uh, pandemic driven Mm -hmm. hey you're buying you're you're ordering your breakfast on on an app you're ordering uh your groceries on an app and i think that's where the tech world overhired right okay now it's being pulled back. The transportation world still needs to happen. Uh, and I mean logistics, supply chain, all that needs to happen. It's getting back to normal. That's all that's going to happen. It's going to get back to balance. Yeah. Yeah. Is it going to be less than what's happened during the pandemic? Absolutely. But yeah. I don't see spikes like everybody's seeing. I'm seeing, the, you know, now the spike's going down, but it's going to smooth out for the next five years. Well, it, and, and, I, I, and I think... What's going to happen is our partnership with Mexico and Canada are going to be critical in this in this the next five to ten years because everybody wants to take everything offshore because of what happened during the pandemic. Example: these containers had to all go into Portland, and we had to bring them down to Los Angeles because hmm. the ports of LA were you know you couldn't jammed get anything; up. they were jammed up. So everybody realized going offshore to China and going offshore. Mm-hmm. Their point is, you could tell Mexico is going to be on fire the next mm-hmm. ten years. I see our relationship as a countries, get from a domestic uh, input from products and things like that being manufactured in Mexico. I think that's going to take off. Well, I think, and I think that's a good thing for North America. Well, that's the primary nearshoring correct going on is Mexico because the infrastructure and the the money that the United States has put in in other countries has put into developing correct. the factories and correct. and the infrastructure transportation infrastructure down there is. It's not going away. It's getting larger. The thing that I've noticed, though, and and this used to have more to do with the auto industry than anything else, and that's starting to change, is that there's a big deficit of equipment in Mexico. Correct. So it's driving, like, empty repositioning down into Mexico. 
Correct. So I'm, I'm sure that's part of your formula. That, that's actually, to... you hit right now. I'll tell you, so we were in Chicago yesterday. We met with a large IMC mm -hmm. and we, we brought up that and we told them the deficit is five, 10 to one. You know what they told us? We wish it was 10 to one. It's a lot more than 10 to one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. and, and we were just selling it like 10 to 1 and he basically told no it's like a lot more than that right now so yeah. that's an opportunity there right. you go and Absolutely. with the KCCP mm -hmm. opportunity that's really gonna mix really well with us well before I before I get too far down the road I mean, we've talked a lot about intermodal a lot about yeah. the containers and yeah. that's fantastic but you know run and its companies is more than just that right yes it's we're asset-based truckload. Asset-based truckload. Okay. Uh, so. Freight forwarder. Rack 3 is actually a freight forwarder, MT. Okay. And then the uh, run rail is running off the asset truckload, MC. Gotcha. So um, we're, you know, again, uh, the asset run rail lines has been a trucking company uh, since 2017. And uh, um, it's done really well. I mean, that's really the core of our... our but it, it's changed its philosophy from owning the tra the tractor or not tractors owning the trailers maybe the tractors too i don't know yep. to a more lease environment lease right? environment and oh, this is where i think manny and sunny become are are brilliant when it comes to they're not truck they're not from trucking mm -hmm. you know and i'll let them explain where they're from later on but because i'm hopefully you gotta have both of them on sure. uh they're already looking at maybe buying again because they see the market changing again mm -hmm. You know, it may be good to buy trailers again. <laughs> I, I had a number of trailers that I sold at a very good time as well. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, you know, I, so, I wish I'd have waited a few months longer, but that, you know, you never... Well, let's take it this way. They just, put, they just inserted the reefer trailers. Mm -hmm. And they hired a uh, dynamite team on the reefer side to go after that business from a consolidation LTL because it's needed in the uh, domestic U.S. The only, the only LTL consolidator, a big one, is... Uh, with reefer? Uh, FFFE. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're the only ones that really did do that business. So we're getting in that business, uh, at least out of uh, Antica, California, and that, now, that central So you valley. actually have a warehouse up there, you said? In Cold storage facility. Yes, okay. 40,000 so, square feet. So are you doing transloads from international cams? Actually, we are. Uh, that's one of our targets. But we're really, right now, we're doing a lot of reworks. Gotcha. You know, a truckload of turkeys fall over, and they're at Costco to get refused. And boom, they come to our warehouse. We we restack it. And so look for dented turkeys. Is is, or, or something like that, you know. Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, uh, but we're, you know, we, we're also doing LTL consolidation. So we're picking up uh, LTL, bringing it in our facility, and, uh, and uh, taking them down to the yeah. final mile. And I know your background, to know you're an expert in that as well. So. LTL, yes, yeah. LTL. You know, again, you know, for a kid, like I said, mm -hmm. older men in freight lines. I mean, I would say they're probably the number one LTL carrier out there today. Yeah, they are definitely disciplined. They, you know, when I worked for them, they were disciplined, but they're even better today. Mm -hmm. um, Roadrunner, you know, Roadrunner's still a player in the industry. I mm -hmm. still got good friends there. Mm -hmm. um, Hub Group, our days of Hub Group. Yeah, you know, these are the, the companies that we worked for, or I worked for. Um, you know, I, I bring up Consolidated Freightways, and oh, everybody at the table. Don't even know who the heck they are because they're all young, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, but uh, remember, Consolidated well, Freightways was a big player in the industry. You know, transportation changes a lot over Correct. time. And in our period that we've been involved, we've seen probably too much change. But having said that, you said it, I don't know, 15 minutes ago or so, you said something like, no matter what, people got to get their, their freight. It doesn't just it doesn't appear. Nobody's created the transporter yet. Until they do. Correct. 
you know, or whatever Star Trek thing was called. I think it was Transporter, right? Mm. Um, beam me up. Scotty. Yeah. Until somebody can invent one of those, they're going to have to get in a truck, they're going to get in a train, they're going to have to LTL consolidate, they're going to have to use a warehouse, they're going to have to do all this stuff that we're talking about. And so they need people like us um, with continued high energy mm-hmm. and ideas mm-hmm. that keep forcing the change in the direction it needs to go so that the transportation industry can continue the way it is. I look at it this way, that the logistics and supply chain providers they're in the business. That's their business. Somebody's going to make a, a bottle of water. That's what they do. When they're trying to put supply chain people in there, you're, you're going to have to hire supply chain people. But the network, what they build is from what we built, mm-hmm. not from what they're building. Yeah. Their, their job is to build a bottle of water yeah. or a car or whatever it is, you know. In order to get to point A to point B, we've got to be in that space. Yeah, you can't be everything to everyone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Remember the transportation guy he used to be, he used to have a transportation manager, he used to have a warehouse manager, he used to have a director of transportation. That's all changed. They probably put it under one VP of supply chain, and then he's got his little... Thing and then up. hopefully he has technologies that help him disseminate. That's but, exactly what... But that's why he needs companies like mine, like yours, yeah. to, to be able to understand those pieces and give the right advice to make those decisions. Correct. Because it's all about budgeting and, and forecasting in advance. And, so. and, and I, th- on top of that, it's still a bottom line. You still got to get it to the market. Yep. So everybody could talk about all the costs and all that. Mm-hmm. But if you don't get it to market. I mean, I'm you're, you're a sales guy at heart, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I remember going in and talking to people and just saying, look, I understand that you got a debate about the price I'm offering compared to whoever, whoever, whoever. And my challenge to you as a customer is, do you want it on your shelf? Do you want it on your retailer's shelf? Because if you want to get it out to those willing to buy it, you've got to have it as opposed to your competition. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. And if you can if you can offer a, a reason for those customers to look at you and say, you're my person for that, you're my company for that, then you'll get the business you want. Correct. It, that's the blocking and tackling of this. And that's why I appreciate you coming on today for a few minutes and talking not only about your company, but about the fact, because under under this whole conversation is the fact that everybody needs to continue to do the blocking and tackling of our business. Correct. You got to know the basics. You got to have that infrastructure in place. And what Run Rail and Run Inc. is doing is it's establishing that for potential clients. Correct. It, and it's also a passion, you know, for uh, for somebody else like us to take a chance in this marketplace with 750 containers, it's a big investment. You know that, Chris, from experience. You've done it before. Um, it's it's a gutsy. Mm-hmm. And so you got to have the right people in place to make sure it, it succeeds. Um, will we have our bumps and bruises? Absolutely. I think even the marketplace today is going to, and we're going to, we're going to be in the middle of it. Uh, the thick of it, but it's really how you come out of it and how you yeah. fight out of it. And I think we got the right people to do it, and we're going to add more people. I think you make a very important point, and a great last point, by the way, is that you can have all the processes and all the right people in all the right place, but you need something on top of that, yep. and that's the passion to make something happen. Correct. And if 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 you're going to win in this game, just your passion will be able to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Roger, I can't thank you enough for for joining us for a few minutes and talking about 
your company, Chief Growth, Growth Officer of the company, correct? Yes, I am. Which is a great C-level position. C-level position. Exactly. And what, what does it mean? It means I got to go out and make it happen. That's, that's exactly really, that's right. Really what you got to make it grow, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, thank, thank you, you for having me. Very much. Pleasure seeing you. I haven't seen you in so long, so it's good to catch up. Take care.